0: Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised.
1: The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show.
0: on episode 133 of the pinball show it's nothing but venom baby as Dennis and I deep dive with you the different models of venom we discuss the creators who made this possible pricing, sales production, as well as loosely establish a new system for grading new games. As we dive into the Venom art, shots and layout, mechs and toys, code, rules, animation, display, theme, and just a general overall assessment and analysis by myself and pinball's sweetheart, Dennis Creasel. About to learn something here on The Pinball Show. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Choose so your host. Change the game. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's episode one hundred and thirty-three of the Pinball Show. I'm here with what? Dennis Creasel. One hundred and thirty-three already? Oh, I know. On a very special one hundred and thirty-three of the Pinball Show. Hmm. Dennis, what are we doing here?
1: Well, we're going to do Venom. We are Venom. It's finally officially revealed. Yes. In the words of Venom, we can do whatever we want. Oh,
0: I was just going to say, compared to our episode 132, we're a a day late and $13,000 short, aren't we?
1: Mm. Well, you know what they say. There's always the pro model. We appreciate
0: all of the continued support from the exclusive Pinball Show Club membership over at patreon.com slash the pinball show. Some of you are listening to this right at release of Venom. Others are listening to this at the beginning of the week. But regardless, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Dennis and I's overview of the recently released term Pinball Venom. Before deep diving into the different categories such as art, shots, layouts, mechs, toys, codes, rules, animation, display, before doing all that, we know that this is a cornerstone release. Thus, listener, there are three models, a pro, a premium, and a limited edition model. The limited edition model is limited to 1,000 units. Pricing did not change from the last
1: Cornerstone in Foo Fighters when that released in March. So that would be $6,999 for the Pro. Oh, nice. $9,699 for the Premium. You're good. And $12,999 for the limited edition.
0: Nailed it. Thank you. And we know that the creative team behind this is lead designer Brian Eddy, who from Stern Pinball has done the Stranger Things game as well as the Mandalorian pinball machine, and known most well for his design of medieval madness back in the 90s and Attack from Mars and my favorite 90s Bally Williams game, uh, The Shadow.
1: Yeah, and the two lead software engineers are Dwight Sullivan and Raymond Davidson, though I believe the programming team is actually at least four individuals. Oh, yeah. I'd assume so. This is the first time I believe Dwight and Raymond have worked together. Ooh. So Raymond Davidson made his name on, uh, let's see, I'd say Led Zeppelin, Rush, and Foo Fighters are the main three that he's known for. And then Dwight Sullivan, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters, Mandalorian, I would say, are the Mm, three fairly recent well-known ones.
0: Right now, Raymond is throwing all of his trophies uh, from his trophy room of Avengers Infinity Quest. (laughs) <laughs> trophy mm. challenge yes
1: you just- well he can he can put them in a suitcase and fly them over in one of his airport oh, modes wonderful
0: i think this is kind of a dream team because then we had art by i think that if we took a poll from all the pinball enthusiasts in the industry right now in the hobby they would say undoubtedly that zombie yeti that is jeremy packer is the best artist in pinball and has been for since he since he came aboard uh, on Ghostbusters.
1: Yes, I think if you were to do a top 10 pinball artist straight down the middle video, you wouldn't have to rely on some sort of whimsical pinball gods uh, as an excuse for the list. I think you could probably objectively say he would score at the number one slot.
0: Whoa, hist- of all time?
1: Of all time, yes, I think so. Wow,
0: such a modern shill. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I do. Who is the artist on... On uh, Gottlieb's victory.
1: (laughs) 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 Was that that Polaroid? I I think that would be...
0: (laughs) I think think that's
1: Nikon. Is
0: that Nikon? (laughs) 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 Wonderful. So yeah, kind of a dream team here on Stern Pinball's Venom. What I do like about this announcement, it rolled out very well right in the morning and Stern Pinball had given us all of the high-res pictures, they've given us a feature matrix, even a rule sheet, like a 30-page rule sheet, which I appreciate, uh, two videos to, to oversee, and was there anything else I was mentioning? there. There's a lot of stuff for people uh, to consume themselves with uh, with Venom here. So the launch, I think, was was pretty standard and gave everybody the information they needed to make an assessment as to what this game generally will be.
1: So what do you want to start with, Art?
0: Yeah, I guess we can start with art. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, leading into that, I I did go ahead and and look it up because I did not know. Victory was Constantino and Janine Mitchell. Oh, nice. Credited for the art package, yes. I still think my camera joke was funnier in a sort of late 80s SNL way.
0: (laughs) Is it safe to say that, uh, unlike some of Zombie Yeti's work in the past art-wise, this premium LEs sometimes kind of blur into one another? To me, these all three seem... Visually, like different art pieces,
1: I would agree in terms of the cabinet art. However, we do have the same trans lights for the Yelly and the Premium, mm-hmm. and the playfield art is identical across all three models.
0: <gasps> Technically. The playfield art on the premium LE is different than really? the, than the pro I'll because, miss? well, because of the doppelganger swings out and he's got inserts under him. Whereas on the pro that don't have that. So that area oh. is actually a whole different visual of, I think it's carnage and venom. I look. Okay. But, but yes, I did other not than notice
1: that, that. Oh, wow. It's a totally different yeah. art package. But
0: other than that area, yes, everything else is. The apron's also different. Yes. Apron is
1: different. I didn't mention the apron being different.
0: Which one did you like art-wise? Because we've got very typical to their releases. The pro model tries to encapsulate everything that is, whatever theme they're working with this is. I'm going to call it the Venomverse because it is not just Venom. He is the main character, but it incorporates Carnage. It incorporates all the different characters and baddies in Venom, as well as the iterations of The Hulk Venom and Captain America Venom. There's all different types of Venom, so I think the Pro model looks at that with a mixture of colors. The Premium, you get more reds, uh, and you get more of that
1: battle between Miles Morales and Carnage. I thought all of these are just symbiotes, but I'm not, you know, entirely so. I'm not really uh, squared away on my Venom lore. Phone a friend on this, Howdy or something. I don't care. Who cares? Who it is?
0: And then the Le is one side is venom, the other side is carnage, so it's a battle between mm-hmm. those two.
1: I would say that of the by like taken as a whole, Damn. I prefer the the LE package. Oh, okay. The LE That's package. that's my favorite. I suppose if I were to mix and match, I'd probably say the LE package but uh with the Pro Translight. So you like the Pro Translight. This I like both translights. I think they it's just a different pose. It's just I think the I don't know. It's it's a real close thing. Like it wouldn't bother it doesn't bother me one way or the other on it. I just but I like the I like the cab uh, dichotomy much better on the LE. I like that contrast of well, it's the only one that really has a dark side to it mm-hmm. that yeah. that uh, that venom side being and and I like that it you know because initially I thought well is this going to be a lot of blacks? I do like the decision to use dark blues absolutely uh, because it it, it gives it it gives it more pop without um but without it becoming uh you know, a, a rainbow fest.
0: I completely agree. And if you're talking about, com- cause I've heard some people try to make the argument, this isn't dark enough. Venom is a dark, uh, a dar- dark, uh, character. It's a dark world. Um, in the comic series, I would argue that, uh, that the, The comic colors of popping go best with pinball. They always have. I think they always will. And when it comes to Venom, especially, I know that he's a darker character, but he's no spawn or anything like that. So he still has action and comedy encapsulated with him. So just going black and white just doesn't cut it. I like that they used a lot of color here.
1: Right, and and Jeremy's palettes are actually they're not too. I mean, I I used the word rainbow fest earlier, which would of course was designed to suggest using all of the colors, which he doesn't do. He usually does select a, a palette that I always call it Marvel method because that's what I associate mm-hmm. with it. So you'll see a lot of reds and oranges usually, mm-hmm. and so I and I'm I'm looking a bit for variety. I feel the the premium is very much what I normally think of when I think of Jeremy's work for Stern. A lot of red, a lot of orange. And my least favorite is definitely that pro cabinet. I purple's like my least favorite color in pinball. Mm, okay. I think it's because I saw too many people perp it up back in the old days with their RGB lights. Dirty.
0: Or their, I should just say the
1: regular, their regular LED lights that were just purples everywhere. It's just like, guys, don't perp it up, guys. And I, I I think I just have residual trauma from that. So seeing this purple Uh, Even though it seems well integrated. I mean, like it's real easy to see Venom and read his name on the sides of the cabinet. I see that purple and I'm like, absolutely not my least favorite by a country mile.
0: When I look at these, uh, man, it sucks that I have to be biased. I want to be able to just tell people how I feel about this shit
1: well you're going to tell them how you feel no matter what so. yeah
0: and uh, I, I dare you guys not to believe me honestly um i don't whenever people whenever i read Pinside, i'm always going to read that this thing sucks and it's the ugliest thing ever uh, and people don't even know what the game they're talking about they just you know, insert negativity i i just like zombietti work so this all looks unbelievable to me it all looks great to me. When given preference, I like the back glass of the premium and LE. Given uh, what I like cabinet-wise, I see why you like the LE, the differentiation. I hate the dichotomy between stuff. I don't like when they do that. It gives me the whole Transformers half purple, half red. So I hate
1: Oh, that was one of the more fun cabinets. No, I
0: don't like when they split things. I like things to be like a Star Wars premium. You guys have heard me say that. You got indoor on or hoth or whatever the white the snow is on one side and the space i hate that i like it all to be uh, similar now i do like that it's different artwork on the le on both sides and i do love the foil that the le has to offer uh but give me i love that that premium the side cabinet on that premium it just does it for me you get all the colors but then you get the bright reds and oranges too from carnage there's no bad art here i i like all of them now we were talking before the air. You weren't as hot on this art package from Yeti as you have been his previous work. Is that correct?
1: Right. It's well. It's well done. I mean, come on. It's it's Jeremy. Sure. Yeah, he yeah. knows what he's doing. Uh, you, you can't argue like the comp. I at least I don't feel. And again, I'm not an artist. I can't. I my critique abilities are, are merely that of a layperson. Um, so I'm not going to critique like the composition and the choices he made. And I even get the. The play field where I imagine some people are gonna be a little annoyed at the it feels congested. Oh hell but I yeah, think they're gonna lo- say it looks but congested. But those shots yeah. are clearly again, it's about shot communication. If all those shots are corresponding to like a to like a Carnage or a Black Suit Spider Man. What better way to convey that than to make it clear which characters you know in the art? The art
0: is very informational. So, yeah, yeah. so
1: you know, and for me, information trumps all. So, uh, so for for me, that's good. But yeah, no. In terms of like the pantheon of, of zombie yeti uh, art packages, this is not top three.
0: Hmm. What about this versus Foo Fighters? Uh,
1: You know, Foo Fighters, I don't love, but part of that is I like the theme does nothing for me on Foo Fighters. And I was actually surprised at like how well for when I heard it was a band pin, I really had very low expectations on the art. And Mm. I thought in a way, Foo kind of felt like it looked a bit like a different style in some ways. Okay, Uh, but my favorite is still one where I feel Jeremy did a very different style, and that's Ghostbusters. I still think that Mm. he's never really. And maybe it's because he keeps doing all these Marvel properties and they like the, you know, it's, I, I know it's not really fair to say Marvel method, but I feel like e- even like Godzilla, uh, I'm not in a way surprised that you like the premium package the best because, mm-hmm. you know, 50 feet away, this is going to look just like all the other zombie Yeti art mm, ER packages you yeah. have. Those colors, those reds and oranges, it's all going to kind of blend into this red, orange, poppy explosion to you. And mm-hmm. I think that's why you like it. Yeah. Um But Uh, For me, I want to see like different composition styling because I know he can do it. And this is just, you know, I've already seen him do things like Avengers and Deadpool. I don't need the same sort of style. But again, when it's a Marvel character, I don't really expect it to be different. So it met my expectations. Mm -hmm. I just don't. It just doesn't work as well for me as some of the other packages that he's done.
0: Yeah, I think for me, it may be in my top three because I like this. I definitely like it more than Foo Fighters. Uh, I, I don't care if Dave Grohl is on my play like, If Give me Venom or Grohl. I, okay. Please give me Venom. Uh, this looks better than Avengers to me. Uh, this looks, this is like, right. I would give this uh, maybe an edge over Deadpool because for Deadpool, I did not like that premium LA back glass on Deadpool. Whereas Venom, I do. Uh, when it comes to the Deadpool side art, I I really liked the pro on Deadpool, um, and then the I love the big red Deadpool on the playfield. I love those large features, just like the Venom down on the the Star Lord area, right right big. I don't like the small character stuff,
1: like hmm. like the Ryan I don't what like What would the, your What would your ranking be? Because I, I would think, say my, if my I a ranking light, I have have list. Here. Right, right. Uh, well, I'll will t- tell you the list real quick if you want. So, so besides Venom, he's had I guess in chronological order Ghostbusters. If you want to count it, and I wouldn't, but you, if you want to, you All Star Baseball and the Zombie League Baseball. He did those. If you okay. want to count them, they're I'll, in the list. They're in the database. Okay. Uh, Iron Maiden, Deadpool, Primus, Turtles, Avengers, and Godzilla. So then also foo and venom from this year. So my ranking would be Ghostbusters number one, really any iteration. I love the art package on Ghostbusters. I think mm-hmm. it looks really, really good. I would say the my next no my number two would actually be Iron Maiden Premium, the the desert version mm-hmm. thing yep. going on there. I really like that. I I I you know, I don't care at all about Iron Maiden, but I love that art package. And then uh for me, I'd probably say Turtles, which is my third. Okay.
0: We're Any not, version. We're not too far off there. And I will be the first to say that it is tough for me because I'm going to fall in love with themes that I like better. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go first place is Ghostbusters. I'm with you. Second, likely for me, would be Turtles. And then, C, then the next section for me is like Venom, Godzilla. Venom, Godzilla, and Deadpool are that next tier. And then... Uh, the All-Star Baseball didn't do much for me. It looks nice, but I don't rate it very high. Primus, I just don't give a shit. Foo Fighters looked pretty, but it's just not my not my theme at all.
1: Yeah, I'd probably... Yeah, looking back again at... I haven't looked enough at the Foo Fighters art because I was so uninterested in the theme, but I'd probably put Venom above Foo Fighters. Um, and maybe above Avengers. I didn't really care that much for the Avengers. art. Well, no, let me... Eh, about the same as Avengers. I put it above Godzilla. Uh, Godzilla, I... I didn't like the decision to do the more postery style. No. You know, I wanted it to be a more muted color scheme, though. I talked about that back when that came out. So, I just had I just had different expectations. I mean, it's still I think pretty telling that we only put him in competition against himself. That's very much true.
0: We always talk about whenever a game is released, it has to have it has to check so many boxes. I All think- the boxes. <laughs> Half the my, boxes,
1: at least tw- 25% of the boxes. You know me, I've got to, I'm have got. i going to have this formal system
0: at some point. Uh, I think the last time I roughly did it, it was like three out of five. And four out of five mm. is a guaranteed hit. Three out of five will sell a lot of units.
1: I see what you're saying, yeah.
0: but this So how, is how, many bo- how many boxes do you this think is this is? is, is? A, this is a box check. Art the checks the box. It's a box check, yep. okay. It's good. Yeah. And when I check the box, I'm saying it is a standout selling feature. Check. What about the shots and layout of this game. Let's jump into Brian Eddy's. Oh, mm. I thought that was the sound of a fan you turned on.
1: <laughs> no, that's the sound of my, I don't know if this box gets checked or not. Cause I see it going both ways. Oh, what would check it for you? What would not? Well, go go ahead and explain, uh, you know, Brian Eddy. So this is one of his designs. Does it, does it look familiar to you?
0: Yeah, it looks familiar because it looks like the most
1: quintessential
0: fan layout
1: ever. Now Yes, I I had thought about uh, opening this episode, our our glorious one thirty three, which in no way has ever been interrupted while we've been recording it, and doing something like a I do declare, Mister Minnie, it is sure hot down here in the South. Could you pass me my fan? <laughs> I thought about that, but I wasn't sure if that really worked. I mean, I I don't want to. I'm not trying to go viral here.
0: I, I hope you have one of those little sun umbrellas. <laughs> Yeah, to uh, a toilet. Yeah, a, a little lace on the edge. A <laughs> toilet with my dainty little gloves. <laughs> that's that's um, how I picture Brian Eddie at this point. Brian, we need a
1: shadow. Where's your third flipper? The, uh, that, so, anyone who's been hoping for Me. Uh, that Brian Eddie is going to take a page out of his shadow layout and and reuse elements, uh this is not the <laughs> these are not the droids you're looking for. <sighs> uh, yeah, this is I I'm not going to lie. Perhaps, like, there's there's
0: nothing I, there's
1: nothing inspiring about
0: this layout. I'll say
1: it. I mean, and this is why I, I said though about your your box check system. It's tough for me because if you want to talk about like the most vanilla layout, it's got to be the fan. And this, I mean, you know, we've talked about how. You know the prototypical or quintessential, however we want to define it, versions of fan layouts have often been two of his greatest games: mm-hmm. Medieval Madness and Attack from Mars. But in some ways, this looks even more fanish because there's not <laughs> a huge. I mean, the, it's the fan there's is the fan it is what it is. The but, UFO but, there. but but all the or notable shots are towards the back. Screen. I mean, all of them are. You don't have a big a big mech taking up much space there, like you had the drop bank on Attack, or of course the castle on Medieval. It's just yet more shots or, or like or the bell rampant tower. projector
0: screen on stranger yeah. things
1: yeah or stranger things which uh, again was a fan layout but you had some stuff where e- e, I, I don't want to say it was broken up too i mean those were very very clearly fans but mm-hmm. it's just like this was just like where this there is, might have been toys the toys or the ramp everything is like the width of a ramp shot including the toys everything is like exactly the same size as what it looks like from the overhead shot mm-hmm when
0: I first so looked like, at this, Dennis, it for some reason reminded me of Steve Ritchie's Game of Thrones Pro. I,
1: I could I could see that. I could see that. The difference is, and we talked about this before we went on the air, it, even the even the Pro still had that, what was it, the catapult, battering ram or something? Yeah, the There's bone. that one yeah. toy that's near the flippers, near-ish, mm-hmm. the flippers, that kind of break I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't argue that it's not a f- that it, it somehow isn't a fan because of that but but it, it provides a degree of danger because when there's a target that close it's in your face mm-hmm. uh this does this is not this is um you know we talked a lot about well not us but I've heard the community talk a lot about how Foo Fighter is part of the reason why people love it so much is it's a fairly long player same argument for Godzilla this looks like it's gonna be a long player I, I don't and know that- about that. Well, it will. It will. Some because of the stuff going to be fast, and that's some of the things where you know, where it's not just looks. The looks alone don't tell us everything because there is stuff about how the rules are going to work with ball state. Like there's some ball lock, ball stagey stuff that's supposed to be designed to keep the speed up.
0: So this is like a main level no fear so, type
1: of fan. But here's an. But here, separate from that, even separate from that, which I do think is an interesting concept. And I I definitely need to see gameplay to better understand it. But I wonder: is this a is the layout a, a, not a box check, or is it a box check? Because when it comes to people in general, they love shooting fan layouts. Yeah. That's all the like Lord of the Rings is a fan layout, medieval attack. Like top games are often fan layouts, and, and so,
0: approachable games oftentimes rate sure. high.
1: So you're, and so you're correct. So I'm wondering: it won't be I
0: mean, fast and flowy like no other.
1: When I think like long-term pinball, people are probably going to, if I'm going to stereotype and I'm going to, cause we're on a podcast I got to speak with some generalizations. Um, I, I do think a lot of long-time collectors are probably going to look at this layout and feel like it's just really, really familiar mm-hmm. and they're not going to like that. But newer players might look at this and go, you know what? I really like that. This doesn't have, you look at this and you don't see brutality.
0: No, you do not see brutality. You see speed and I, what, here's what I'm going to say, listener. Here's the good news uh, whether or not you like fan layouts, you know, that it goes down historically as the, probably one of the most common layout types in, in modern pinball. It just is what it is. The good news is that this will shoot better than Stranger Things and it will shoot twice as good as The Mandalorian. And that's just geometry <laughs> because well, if you look but at it,
1: Mandalorian's not a fan at all, though. Oh, we're gonna do this. No, we're not. We're I'm just gonna saying like, that like, you can definitely say this upper would shoot the Yeah, upper play just okay. completely disqualify that criteria. Okay. We've had this conversation. What about no fear. I know some people are mm-hmm. I would say no fear. That's, no fear is not a fan layout a because that upper play field is not a fan. That's true. That's true. I know yeah. I know plenty of people who would say it's the exception that proves the rule. Mm. I don't I don't agree with exceptions like that.
0: What I'm saying is that when it comes to Mandalorian, shot geometry is mid-playfield for a lot of those shots, which, which initiates what people call a clunky feel. This is, like you said, shots more towards the back. You put shots mm-hmm. towards the back, you're going to get much better feel because the velocity of the ball is not as high when it goes to hit mechanisms or ramps or drop targets or whatever it may be. Sure. It's,
1: it's also a relatively high-flow game. Absolutely. I Absolutely. Mean, again, looking at it on paper, or on picture, I should say, the two shots that look to be non-flow are the captive ball, carnage shot, and then that bell tower. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, this will be Brian Eddy's best shooting stern game And I don't think that's going to be close. So that's good. It's going to feel good because it is a very much a fan layout. I think it may be a little tougher than people think because of how many shots are in this fan. We're looking at what? Nine
1: shots. That's, mm, they are somewhat tight. This tight. is not the. This is not. This is not exactly your Lord of the Ring fan layout.
0: Yeah, and he's utilizing a lot of posts instead of stand-up targets. So while you don't get that flyback that you would on the left side of the playfield because of the posts, you may get a little Alice Cooper y where it feels like you're just dinking and dunking a lot of things. So that that may be into consideration too. Mm, uh,
1: tight but findable? Question mark.
0: Maybe Houdini ish. Maybe. You don't have much to the left and right going east and west, like Lawler likes to put you in danger of. But you're very much fan. You're very much back into the play field. So it's going to shoot well. It's going to be very approachable to shoot. So that's the good thing. Whenever I seen a fan layout and saying that it was pretty much uninspired, that would make me not want to check the box. However, I do like that he pushed the shots back. Thank you, Brian. Because uh, Mandalorian... That's tough. That, one, that game is tough to feel good.
1: But he couldn't push those back because of the play field, nah. the
0: upper. Grogu didn't need a magnet with inlays like Grogu,
1: he just needed a magical wavy arm thingy, and he didn't even have that. Here's until what, you got a 22-page mod to make it <laughs> that's, so. That's right.
0: Here's what may help check the box. The designer themselves, listener, is responsible for geometry, but damn it, they're also responsible for engineering mechanisms whether it's a team approach or not their lead designer they're deciding that kind of stuff and you know people say where are the toys in games nowadays like they were in the 90s and then you hear other people shots are the new toys and stuff like that i think this has gone further and here brian Eddy is again pushing the envelope for mechanisms we have mechanisms again, like we did in Stranger Things, that are novel. They're interesting. Multiple mechanisms too. You have a captive ball with a, a setting system to the left in Carnage, and we'll jump into kind of shots, layout, mechs, and toys. It all goes hand in hand here, Dennis. But the Carnage thing is pretty cool. I like this four-stage uh, rotating thing. It makes four different shots to the to the right. You got a ramp flap you get it going straight you got it going up like a jump ramp kind of thing it can go all the way into a u it can also go into a saucer to do a spider-man up kick uh, vuck up kick to the wire form then you've got middle of play field how it can go up into a bashing target it can go into a 180 ramp it can go into what was the other thing a scoop so there's multiple mechanisms that are very very intriguing in this game when i first saw the pictures though I didn't see a big-ass Venom head with a tongue sticking out. So I'm like, where's everything at? What the hell? This just looks like a bare fan layout. But upon further inspection, there's a lot going on in this game. Not to mention what I'm probably most excited about, the left-to-right staging uh, locking ball systems that aren't just physical ball locks. They're user-controlled and going left and locking in certain spots is going to initiate certain parts of the rules and code, versus the right one. That's going to be other, uh, I think, multipliers, other modes and villains. I like that uh, that physical locking system there. What do you think about the mechs uh, integrated into the shots? Because there's a lot, there are a lot of shots in this game because of the mech use.
1: Yes, uh, I thought it was a real interesting way to to take already what I felt were a lot of entryway shots because of the decision basically to commit hardcore to the fan and not make these very wide shots and Mm -hmm. then to add even more variety to it. So there there are a lot of potential pathings that are available, whether or not it's going to be fun. uh, I'm not I'm not yet sure of I I like the I like the carnage, uh, like very target thing going on there, Mm -hmm. but. Uh, just because that's not a that's not a mech we see too much of, though. The the captive ball there, I'm hoping that works well. Sorry, I still have Buck Rogers flashbacks <laughs> where that captive ball ruins the very target. Mm-hmm. Um, and I own that game, so I know how bad it is. You mentioned like the 180 ramp shot. Now, I think that's only premium LE, isn't it? Yes, the pro doesn't
0: have any of those. It's just a yeah, U shot. You lose a just, lot in that pro. Right.
1: That You do, and that's one of the things where I think that might be tough for a few people. We've seen that more and more, it seems, lately, but I I guess the pro people, they do get the staging ball locks, and that that is something I'm really curious about, because that's where I'm wondering if, given when those are going to release or whatnot, if that's going to give you that more fast feel going on. Oh, and it throws them, too. It
0: doesn't just let them. It it chucks them.
1: So that's the part where I'm thinking, you know, this looks like a pretty forgiving layout in terms of a lot of reaction time, because all the shots are towards the back, but... If you're constantly having to deal with rapidly deployed in lane balls, that could be that could be really interesting. So that's the part that probably excites me the most. Um, I do like the cleverness of the like you know 180 and the, like three different you know p- shot positions. Mm-hmm. I I I'm starting to wonder. I'll just throw this out here. I think you'll disagree with me, and that's fine. Maybe most of the listeners will too. Have we jumped the shark yet on the 180 ramp? Because it feels like they're using it all the time now just to save space. You know space.
0: what? Preach. I'm tired of the 180 ramp. I've said it on episodes before. I'm just sick and tired of a 180 ramp. Plus, most times they feel clunky anyway. John Mm -hmm. Borg has perfected one um, on Munsters. I'm trying to think if there's another 180 that really feels regular ramp worthy. Um, The Munsters one is the only one that comes to mind. Yeah,
1: Munsters was the other one that came to mind. This far back left one, I'm
0: sure, will be fine because it, it mimics more of a standard ramp. But that right. that little half quarter turn, even like Jurassic Park, that little I, I I don't like that. It doesn't feel good. I want ramps to feel good and one eighty mm. ramps. I'm just kind of over like the Mandalorian one eighty on the premium.
1: Eh, it does nothing. Yeah, for I'm, I, I'm with it. I'm, I'm starting with you. to okay. I'm starting to feel like they're doing it not because it's cool, but because the footprint's so small. It exactly. D- it just it takes up less space than everything else. So they're they're able to get enough I ramps in to go shot. through the
0: backboard. I like that. Yeah, I. Anyway, okay, no, I'm with So you that. I,
1: I wasn't enamored with that, especially the looking at the photos of like the Venom 180 ramp position. So where does it feed? Does it just shoot back onto the playfield when it's not in position one? The one, yeah. So the, I'm talking about the one to the right of the bell tower.
0: That can do a 180 ramp. I believe it can okay. do a scoop, and then it can also just. Uh, let it open for a U, kind of like the pro oh, okay. Does.
1: I was focused on the top. I wasn't even looking. At the, okay. All of a sudden, I'm just like, all oh, it's doing, I'm like, Zach, all it's doing is making the ball fly up over the ramp. And I'm trying to figure out why we would want that to happen. <laughs> it has been a long day. Yeah, I should have caught that from the photos alone. You. I love those spot
0: weld spots on it too. No, that's pretty. So yeah, that's uh okay. that's a U. Right. And then the, yeah. ra- right. like so that, them-
1: that, that, how they're doing, it makes sense. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's an excellent use of space, sure um, I'm just yeah, maybe. I, I do like the fact that
0: when people say, Brian, we want third flipper. he can come back and say objectively, there are there are more shot variations in this two flipper design than most every single third flipper design game ever created. Objectively. because you're gonna get <laughs> you're gonna get two or three extra shots in a third flipper game, usually. This right here, one, two, three, four, five, you get five extra shots just with those two mechs on the premium LA on the L on the pro. No, I'm with you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's a nine shot basic fan layout.
1: But, but yeah, no, I, 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 but I don't disagree with you. It's, uh, I mean, third, yeah, third flipper at most you, I, that I can recall ever seen is three shots out. It's of usually one main. A, man of, a lot of times it's clunky. one to two. Yeah. Well, yeah, one. Usually there's like one, like you're thinking like warp ramp and then one clunk. Like mm-hmm. oh yeah, hit these targets to to restore your ball save, or, or if you yeah. want
0: to try to break your ramp on Star Trek and try to use sure. that third flipper to hit the left ramp, you're like, oh, mm. the, that the beta yeah, alpha.
1: Ramp. Yeah, that poor little. That, yeah,
0: I've hit that ramp a Can lot. Can we talk about it, uh, this bell tower? It, they're promoting it as having a real bell in it because when I see a stand-up target, Dennis, I gotta be honest. I'm like, who gives a shit? Now, what they did in ACDC with that bell—that's phenomenal feeling.
1: Yeah, the AC/DC bell is awesome. It's one of my favorite toys. But
0: that this, Sterns ever yes, done. Yes, I agree. This, but this does like the size of that bell cannot emit a sound that's ding. nothing more than. <laughs> <ding>. <laughs>
1: You, let me, let, no me offense, use my little, let me use my little can tap here yes yes i'm really i'm looking forward to it <laughs> ding,
0: ding, ding, yeah so ding, i don't ding. know if it's like uh like well, you opening Jerry's a door of a convenience it, so it's, store it ends up what?
1: sounding really good
0: yeah if it has some feedback and a shaker and a like an audio boom then okay but other i mean you know what if they're saying you get this working bell or you just get a stand up target, which one you want all right all right again small footprint they're actually putting a mac a toy something to do there so
1: I'm i mean i like the look of the t- like i like the look of the tower how clean it is how I they do went too, ahead yeah. and, and put it together given how small it is mm-hmm. yeah i do too i like a working
0: gate when you capture carnage it kind of closes the gate thing there's a lot of moving elements on this game that i think people are not realizing because our expectations were we, we always expect big moldings or one central toy like a medieval madness castle. But I think this has got a lot in it.
1: Also, uh, and, and I think Brian's kind of fond of this, it seems, kind of hiding his pop bumpers. Got a couple hidden in the back. Yeah, there's
0: two pop bumpers back there. But I don't it's know what be they'll a safe do. Exit. It's going to be a safe exit.
1: It is. It is. And so that's where I'm kind of like, maybe, maybe, d- not put, maybe not put those in, Zach, and then give us a sculpt. Sure. I think Dwight Sullivan... Demands
0: pop bumpers for his mystery matches.
1: Oh, right. I, I did <laughs> have one of the Kansas City people did did say when I told them uh, who was on rules. They they did say okay, so we're gonna have the uh, the lotto pops. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of lotto pops, so I won't say anything.
0: The other they were not. The other clever thing design wise that people don't do enough. Thank you, Brian, for doing it. There is a sneaky shot there. I, I don't know if you can see it, uh, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it's on the pro, but I know it's on the premium. It's almost like a subway pole gobble thing, and they oh, even call I, I, it. Like I have a, seen
1: it in some of the other photos. Right? I, I think yeah. They even yeah, it's call like it like a, a sneaky, the sneaky hideout. Okay. Yeah. See, I love that. I love that plunge, and it, and it looks like it's got
0: a a vuck under it. See, that's fantastic. I love that kind of stuff. Aerosmith had that. It, was, it makes a skill shot so much fun when you mm. can when it's it's truly skill. It's not hold left, flipper, plunge all the way and fast. No. Right, right, right. It is yeah. truly a, a
1: skill shot. So, And it's not soft plunge, catch it on the flipper and then shoot a ramp. Mm-hmm.
0: So when it comes to checking the boxes of layout, I'm going to say no. It doesn't get that box check. Hmm. But when it comes to toys and mechs, surprisingly, now it all could change based on when you're playing. Maybe a mech doesn't do what you want it to. But surprisingly, I'm going to definitely check Mark all of the different mechs and shot variations because of mechs and toys going
1: on in this game. Absolutely. Do you think a lot of buyer potential buyers will when they look though, that they see it? Because again sculpts they see And and that
0: is why you're getting the we're getting a response we do. Like it's like clockwork. You can you can judge whether or not a game is going to be loved initially, loved later. And one of the things is a big moldable, big identifiable bash toy something big right there. This does not have that. So it may it may take playing um, for people to to get that. Now, this isn't part of a toys or mechs, but I do have to give a shout out to the LE package here because we we do get a beautiful trimmed. It's like a metallic dark blue powder coat on this LE, which I've been wanting blue for a while. Stern has not done blue in, for a while for the LE. This is why I'm excited to get an LE. Now, keep in mind, I I haven't I haven't kept an uh, a Stern LE for a couple releases now. I'm excited to unbox an LE. I know it's Dwight, so the code is usually what I like. But that trim package and can we not say thank you to Stern Pinball for putting? Have they ever put mirror blades in a game? These look. I think they're mirror.
1: I, I can't remember. These are like them doing art it.
0: and mirror blades. It looks phenomenal. Looks so good. Instead of just your art blades, you've got art. Blades over a mirror blade, mm, looks it looks fantastic. And then all the other standard mm-hmm. accoutrement, like the uh, the shaker motors, the mirrored back glass, that kind of stuff. But the art blades and the powder coat are what really sealed the deal for me personally for LA here. Okay, and we yeah, forgot the oh my god, Dennis! We forgot one of the biggest toys and mechs in the whole game that differentiates the premium LE from the pro, the dangly guy, the dangly ganger.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, dangle gingers, yeah, hanging targets. Um, what is up with Brian Eddie and his
0: I, his his uh? What do they call that in the back of your throat? The uh, you
1: you uv- uvula you you brought this up like two a couple episodes ago and yes. i I don't remember but yeah the hanging targets i you know lablia. what is that I, uh, I don't <laughs> take know take if off. i mean i I don't know if people are gonna like it or <laughs> I, I like how it flips out It looks cool. it's very it's very zachariah pinball <laughs> so uh that's the you know, like that Italian manufacturers who I think of when I think of hanging targets uh-huh. um historically i think I don't have a hands-on experience with them i think there've been complaints about how well they hold up. Obviously that these are not the same as what were are done in the eighties. So this is the um, razor crest, man. I just, I don't know Time how satisfying three. they are to play with. So I'm, I'm very curious. I want to try them out because it's, it's, it's interesting to me, but mm-hmm. I just don't know. I just it don't reminded know That's going to
0: Dracula on monster bash. How he comes out. <laughs> it's like, yeah, same yeah.
1: It's just, uh, and the little sculpt of him is so,
0: yeah, you gotta get him. He's I like his adorable. little. Adorable. I like his little, little spider adorable.
1: butt. <laughs> yeah, he's just like I'm. Just I'm trying here. His guys. little spider but You know, I, I
0: I can guarantee you, ever all the pro buyers are gonna be hitting me up? Hey, can we order that little? figure? Everybody's gonna love that doppelganger figure because it it is pretty cool with all those little arms like a spider. But yeah, him hmm. coming out and then you hitting him. I like that. There's dedicated inserts under that. So it shows progress. Yes, I do like
1: that. It's a good touch.
0: That's really cool. And I would bet, I would venture to say, let me look at the overhead here. Yep. Wonderful design. Very nicely done design team for lining up those targets to also play through the shots on the fan. Those three Mm -hmm. shots of those uh, dangle targets, they lead to three of the main shots on on the game. So that's nicely done. I'm intrigued by that thing.
1: Yeah. No, I, I want to try that. It, it looks, I'm actually, I, I think as neat as, uh, you know, changing the, the shot returns and stuff is I think visually I'm, I'm more curious about the hanging targets. I think that'll be more, more noticeable. But
0: what I think will, it's a make or break will be the weight. Cause he's setting them up like a pendulum type of thing. And I don't think it'll have the weight that I would like to have seen on the ends of those things. Like a, a crane captive ball mm. type. Okay, uh, I the, see
1: what you, I see what you mean.
0: Like the Razor Crest didn't really have you didn't feel that weight like you do the bell on ACDC. So, I don't know if it's going to be as pleasing as it could have been there.
1: Hmm. Well, it does look like from the image there may be a little bit of distance underneath them that we could hang our own little bells on <gasps> the ends oh, of them or add some weights there or put the bells right behind them. I well, I just want to, I just want to hear more bells. Oh, we should have more
0: bells, the ringing of the dingles. <laughs> this is see, it's, it's surprisingly pretty packed. Rules. Okay, now this is where I get those tingly spider sense feelings. It's Dwight Sullivan, so I'm already kind of intrigued. But if you read through, and there's no way that we can even go through the rule sheet on this um, because we'll bore everybody. But the rule sheet is 30 something pages. And I think not only is it, for me, Dennis, not only is this a check Mark on this uh, criteria that we've set forth, but it is easily maybe even more so than are easily like the, it, this thing bleeds through with this check mark four or five pages under it. Like they're going for something here, code wise and rules wise that I don't think has ever been done in Pimble. I think that Dwight and the team are aiming for something totally different. How that ends up working out. I don't know, but that is exciting as hell for me. There's so many different out of the box type of thinking for this rule set uh, it reminds me of a video game, very much an old mm. shoot 'em up or RPG kind of uh, systems, Mortal Kombat kind of thing, uh, almost like the, the Maximum or what Total Carnage, Maximum Carnage, whatever that game was back in the '90s. Oh, that's interesting. A lot of different paths that you can take. This isn't a. Here's your modes. Here's your three main multi balls. Here's your wizard mode. This. This uh, breaks through any of that thinking and like a spider web weaves in and out of different ways to do all types of things. I'm extremely excited about this. Now it could be like Dwight's done stuff in the past where he has taken big swings, big risks, you know, uh, the foundry system I think worked. Whereas game of Thrones didn't work for me as much. So this could fall flat on his face for me as a user, Damn, I love that these these risks of trying to evolve an entire industry with one game rule set. That is so cool.
1: It's I, I do think the rules are the most interesting part of the entire release. And so it, it will be it will be interesting to see how well it resonates with the with the playing public. I would simplify my description of it to being uh, I think it's basically Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles plus Mandalorian plus one. But that plus one is big. Mm. It's not. It's not. This not to be linear math. What do I mean by the plus one? Is it seems like, and this was more in turtles than Mandalorian, but the gathering of the XP and stuff, kind of like how you could level the turtles. But at this point. The next step is an element that I'd actually compare more to the roguelike genre of games. So we're talking things like Hades is one I talk about a lot, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, Binding of Isaac is perhaps That's one of your the most favorite. famous ones. Rogue is, of course, one of the, uh, Rogue is the original, which is why there are roguelikes. But because... It seems like, you know, again, you can choose your house or choose your turtle, you choose your symbiote, but as you go along, if I'm understanding the idea behind this, besides the changes about what's going on with the playfield shots and stuff, some of those things you touched on, there's also this idea that you're you're building these up, you're leveling up these characters, and then when you go into the battle modes in the game – because you've built up your character through Insider Connect, it's remembering your mm-hmm. progress. You become more and more powerful, which is very much a roguelike principle. You play a roguelike, you die. There are certain carryover things that then allow you to be better at the game. Uh, both you're learning, you're getting better based off of skill, but you're also getting better abilities in yes. the software. So you're actually able to win the game, unlock you another host, and then you can keep going. And so that pl- that's to me the plus one true roguelike in-depth progression mm-hmm. in pinball something that we've seen a little bit of that I think flirted with on the P3 platform we've seen hints of it from Stern with things like turtles and like the training progress yes. but to actually allow that progress to simplify in a notable way your ability to quote unquote beat the game i my guess and we don't know we don't know how it'll land for homeowners and home progression, I think this very much could be a direction that the company decides to go in because that's where you have recurring replayability. And it doesn't matter that you're not necessarily becoming a, a Ray Day yourself as a pinball player. Mm-hmm. Your character strength is going to allow you to see more and more of the game if you just stick with it. Yeah, and keep That, I think, is achieving. very powerful, very powerful to people. Because the biggest frustration people get is, like, if you play – let's say you got Stern Star Trek. We're not getting to five year missions, Zach. No, no, we're, we're not. not good we're enough. never going to. No. So, but if I could, if Kirk could level up, yeah. maybe, and so then I don't have to make like 12 shots to get through level three Nero. I could exactly. make two shots. I mean, that's so, that's so interesting. So, For pinball, to me, that is very novel. That That leveling, it is, it is. Again, I've seen, I think Stern's flirted with it before, and I've seen a few others, uh, you know, try and do or play around in these realms, the idea of saved progress and stuff. But to actually implement it it in a major release, uh, far and away the most exciting thing about this game. The only thing is, one, will it resonate with homeowners? I think it has a decent chance. And then the other aspect, of course, is how does that correspond with the enjoyment of the people that are trying to route the games and operate Mm. them where like, again, in tournaments and stuff, that stuff's got to be turned off. So, so, which is okay. I think that's okay. As long as the rules are balanced, turning it off in theory shouldn't upset tournament people. I don't know how it impacts like casual location play. That's really the area that I'm curious about as well. Yeah, but anyway, very exciting. I think this is a very exciting uh, decision. I actually, uh, I really like the decision. I know a lot of like people who play competitively; they tend to favor certain other coders' rule sets more. And and having Raymond on code is probably comforting to them. Mm-hmm. But Dwight has clearly been flirting with the idea of progression basis and experience points for a long mm-hmm. time, and I think it's a logical realm given how much of this hobby is homeowner at this stage. It's Just it's. It's the it's the I think it's the right path to go down.
0: I think it's a very exciting and interesting path. You, I couldn't have stated it better than you there, Dennis. But also, knowing that he will take those risks and those wild swings, he himself has developed as Dwight Sullivan has developed uh, complex board gaming systems as well. So that's where his heart is. That's where his vision is. But then when you combo him up, or you know what uh, theme wise here, I think it's appropriate when you team up with Ray Day, who is arguably one of the greatest pinball players of all time, for that balance and, and competitive, skill-based uh, details. That's where this whole project is, is going to balance itself out very well. And I don't even, because they're taking swings like this, I don't anticipate it being perfected in this title. But if it moves us steps ahead in what pinball could become with this Venom title, then I am all for it. And, and we didn't even touch on that. There's team ups in here. Those team ups are based on whoever you pick initially. Let's not forget, listener, this might be the most dynamic selling point of any pinball machine ever. When you choose your character, it changes physical elements of the pinball machine. Mm-hmm. It changes shots because of who you picked, whether it's Peter Parker, whether it's Eddie Brock. Gwen Stacy, yeah, yeah, yeah you or Flash them. Thompson. It or, yeah, will change it's... the play field for that ball, and you get to pick between each ball the different characters or the different hosts that you want. And then uh, throughout progress of the game, you get to even play a Venomized host. There are three different Venomized characters that can be. I love this word unlocked. That tells us a lot of stuff too. And those unlocked characters are Venomized Hulk, Venomized Wolverine, Venomized captain america another unlocking system level system uh this may be the most well integrated insider connected game uh in existence until right. the, until the, the next one
1: <laughs> yeah it's uh and then the unlocking isn't it's not a paid dlc thing that's for beating the final boss in the game so it's progression based is the yes. is the, at least the current outline so yeah and in a way uh when i when I read about these rules, I really wondered when the when Brian Eddy was working on this layout, how closely was he working with the coding team? Because it seems like the decision to maybe Uh, issue the idea of having you know like a major venom head with a tonguey sticking out and instead Mm -hmm. cramming in so many shots and having uh, the play field changing that that it was all part of the strategy to implement this style of rule set the idea that the that hey the symbiotes can move you know they shift and, and form what if the play field shifts and forms and how can the rules lend service to that layout it seems very much like the layout is actually uh enthralled to the rule set in mm-hmm. this case. That, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the outline of the rules predated the layout. I'm curious if that's true or not. Now, Maybe I'm wrong.
0: Behind the scenes, I do know a little bit insider info. I do know that when it comes to Brian Eddy, he is very open to uh, to collaboration with the coding team and the rest of the design team. Uh, he has been known for that. He will allow people to come in and and take some leads uh, on even some of his design elements he's so super open to that and i think that probably stems back from he himself coming from a programming background we forget like yeah Black uh, Rose, i think a lot of he was a coder. Forget,
1: yeah he was a software engineer before he was indiana game jones i think that was uh that was a brian eddie co- so he has i i would say he has a video game mindset he would mm-hmm. understand what he what came Dwight from video games for. but when he came yes. back yeah to start. they, came they stern stall
0: them from the video game industry and uh well so we could geek out that It's there's so many different cool way there's multiple wizard modes there's multiple mini wizard modes there's all kinds of stuff i'm not even going to get into it but we can't move on from code and rules without mentioning the return of a video mode
1: <laughs> oh no,
0: no Dwight, you know how i feel about your star wars video mode I'm not a fan you don't like the you don't like the asteroids. I don't. No,
1: nope. I actually like the asteroids. Uh, okay, I never figured out the Game of Thrones one where you were dueling with the swords though.
0: Yeah, that one. Eh. Uh, me and Dwight, every time we're hanging out or get together at a pinball event, we end up always at some point arguing like loudly at one another about that video mode in Star Wars.
1: <sighs> I actually like the. It's not my favorite. My favorite remains the Wolves in Brom Stoker's Dracula. But oh, that one's great.
0: I but, like the uh, shadow. I like the
1: asteroids okay. I thought it was intuitive. Take a hint
0: from, from Brian Eddy. Give me the shadow with the purpose where you're going left and right. Got to get the extra ball. Don't get hit by the... Yeah, I like that stuff. So this is a, 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 a video mode based on Scream. You guys, if you're, if you're buying this game, it's probably because you are super stoked about this code and rule set because it looks and seems insane. Looks nuts. Okay. Are we missing anything? No, I think oh, we tackled that What about everything. the animation display? <laughs> Even that, the little a uh, couple days ago they had the animation display everybody was like, "No, not Avenger still motion." And then they're like, "Nope, look what Stern has evolved into. This is this is beautiful artwork that is animated." Mm-hmm. So it it looks phenomenal. It's almost it's not quite that 16-bit, but it's along those lines, uh, maybe like a what does Sega
1: Genesis made like a 32x? Remember that? Oh, um, I see what you're saying. Well, so still you know, platformy? Uh, yeah, 2D. Yeah, initial reaction that I saw on it was pretty positive from people.
0: People loved that. Yeah, visually, they did love that. And I think it looks, I think it looks phenomenal as well. So for me, code and rules, we bled through four or five pages with our Sharpie on that checkmark. And animation thus far gets a big old giant checkmark. All around, this game is looking stunning to me. At first glance, I was very hesitant. Now I'm getting more and more excited Especially with the thought of myself opening up a Venom LE for my own collection, but we—I've went on side a little bit today because order days, launch days are so hectic for me. Mm-hmm. But I, I breeze through that, breeze through the Discord real quick. There is some strong opposition to this game thus far. What are the big critiques, Dennis?
1: Layout? Uh, uh, yeah, I'd like the toys. I, I, And I haven't looked. I've been actually. I had to schedule. I had to schedule this recording because I I had a day full of work. So I I'm not up on. I've seen some of the Discord discussions, which have mostly been positive. But the Discords I've been in have some very big Venom fans in it. Mm, So okay,
0: I would say maybe if anything, the theme in itself, the integration. We'll see. You know how well that does, but the theme in and of itself, it's not like this crazy awesome theme for me. I, I wasn't a comic book kid uh nor was i a comic book adult so i just know venom from the artwork and from the video games and just from the pop culture of venom which i'm a fan of i like that but i'm not a diehard but it's not a theme that turns me off like some of the recent band like okay fine i'm just not a rush fan so i don't give a shit if rush theme is in my game room and you know how important theme is to me Dennis I know it's not as important to you but to me it is and venom I can love on some venom uh, that look great next to my Spider-Man vault Dennis I think we gave people plenty to think about and to to look over uh, and to get excited about when it comes to Stern Pinball's venom
1: Well it's always exciting when there's a new game release uh, I do look forward to getting to try it uh, but since I'm not you know personally planning to buy it cuz I you know the theme doesn't resonate with me and I'm not really in the market right now, I I don't know that I'll actually get to have a lot of in-depth exposure to this, the rule set. And I think the home environment is really going to be the only ideal way to do that. So unfortunate, but I'll hear through the grapevine whether or not it's resonated and we'll know uh, whether or not it's resonated if Stern continues to go down that path.
0: You know, this will look really good next to a Deadpool as well, I think.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, all the zombie stuff kind of looks to go. Currently, Deadpool is is beautifully flanked by buck rogers and hoops oh
0: yeah tie your shoes ed damn (laughs) all those untied shoes
1: i just gonna go in there with a sharpie and tie them for him.
0: in closing for me i i've just we haven't perfected this new structured system of grading games Um, but looking at it if we if we take art shots layout mechs toys code and rules animation display theme in general that's six it's loosely six and i gave four big old check marks to those six that we were talking about. The two that I have not checked yet was layout and theme in general. Those checks can be taken away. Those checks can be added, but very loosely until uh, I make a concrete system. This one seems like it's going to fit very well in my collection. And hopefully we'll see it streaming this next week live from Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. That's true. And Joel Engelberth will have one soon enough over at Flipping Out Pinball Streaming. So go like, follow, subscribe there. And if you're looking to purchase your very own Venom pinball machine, please do so from Flippin' Out Pinball, my pinball and arcade distribution company. All you've got to do is go to flipinoutpinball.com, that's flip, the letter N, pinball dot com, or you can email me at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at flip, the letter N, dot com, or text me, 812-457-9711. Ooh, and we have first run premium model spots available and i believe at the time of this recording do so we have a couple venom le spots available more details can be found at flippingoutpinball.com or by emailing or texting me today like right now do it for all of you that are part of the pinball show official club membership fuck, thank you you sexy beast you man uh, you know what dennis i almost i want to host them if you know what i mean
1: <laughs> i don't to end you all with the words of venom, that power, it's not completely awful. <laughs> and always practice safe pinball and dingo ganger up. <laughs>